Welcome into the Gas Cast. This is episode 12. This is my boy Gabe. This is Zach. We're here to talk a little, a little football. See what, see what we got right, what we got wrong for the week, and give you all a little Super Bowl predictions, a little, little update going on there. Yeah, heck yeah. So we're going to get into the recap. We might talk a little Super Bowl. We might talk a little bit of basketball because we need to update on yeah. the Harden doing the Nets, but we'll get into all of that maybe, first. Maybe a little McGregor, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, dude, we definitely got to talk some UFC. But first, we'll get into this recap. So jumping right in, first game of yesterday, Sunday, what, what was the yesterday? 23rd. Yeah, it seems like today. Yeah. I mean, we, we were hanging out until like late last night. So it seems like the same yeah. day, right? <laughs> same shit. <laughs> but yeah, but Sunday, 23rd, the Bucks faced off against the Packers. Tom Brady versus his Jersey twin, young Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. The battle of who young is the best number 12. <laughs> young compared to Brady. Young 38 um, year old. Yeah, hell yeah. But we got MVP Rodgers going against Goat Brady. Who had the better day? Rodgers. But who won? The Goat Brady. Dude, why would you pick against the greatest quarterback of all time? What is wrong with you? I tried to tell you what was going to happen. Brady going to handle business. I picked picked the team that I thought had the better quarterback. I mean, I – not not all time, not not uh, in the last five years, not in the last 10 years. I'm talking 2020-2021 season, Rodgers has been better than Brady. That's usually who wins a playoff game. You pick the guy who's better. Yes, I know you don't bet against Tom Brady, but that's not true because you can bet against Tom Brady. He hasn't won 20 Super Bowls. I mean, he's been in, he's been in the league since he was, what, 22? 23 yeah. maybe and he's 43 and he has he has six of them but the rest of the time you could bet against him so it it's a little 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 messed up there but Rodgers Rodgers played well like he played well enough to win and he threw a pick and Aaron Jones fumbled the ball and that's it and the, you they they decided I, we're going to get into the play call later but that it's it's tough but it is it is hard looking back on it to say, hey, I really bet against Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Like that's just that's tough, you know. No, it, yeah, yeah, you're wrong. You're you're wrong for doing it. Uh, Brady finished with like two eighty three touchdowns. He did have three interceptions, which came in the second half. But going on to the first half, they pretty much smacked him in the mouth pretty much immediately. Let's see, first quarter. Uh, ending score was 7-7, but in the second quarter, Tampa Bay goes on to score 14 points. Um, they – no, no, yeah, Green Bay it wasn't seven, score seven. in the first quarter. It yeah, wasn't 7-7 seven, seven because, believe me, if it had been 7-7, seven, seven, I would have hit the first quarter tie in my bet. We'd be even more happy, so. Yeah, no, but uh, Tampa Bay goes on to score 21 points. Green Bay has 10 in the first half. Did you think yeah. the Packers were going to come back in the second half? Well, I did – I definitely did. Here's the thing. It was, you know, they had the ball. So the Packers had the ball and what were they down? Uh, 21 to 10, They're down 21 to 10. They have the ball before half. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, go get a score here. You get the ball at half. 
like you can tie the game right there. Like it's not it's not far fetched. Like you're you're in the game basically. But then you manage to give them back the ball, and then you let Tom Brady have it with I don't know twenty seconds. He picked up the first down. You have eight seconds left. They went for a fourth a fourth down. Evan, there's eight seconds left, and you're thinking, okay, they're trying to get one like five yard pass, kick a field goal. And they let Scotty Miller, who is a white guy, but he actually is fast, might surprise some people. He ran straight down the field. They're in a cover one defense. They're, he lets the dude like just blow straight by him. Tom Brady throws a dime, like perfect, perfectly placed ball. And that's it. I mean, at that point, you're like, okay, now it's, now it's 28 to 10. You know, now you're like, holy shit, like, Tom Brady, like, doesn't blow leads. You know, like, this is – what I was saying yesterday was what – we couldn't figure out the one thing he's best at besides, like, winning. But, like, just getting a first down after a first down whenever he needs it, whenever he needs it, he just does it every time, and you can't give him a chance. But – the Packers had a real shot at coming back, and they really, they really had a real shot in that game, or at least in its OT, and they just they blew it. Yeah. Okay. So they only lost by five. Final score: thirty-one twenty-six. Um, let's talk about first. I want to talk about two goal line drops from the Packers where they didn't yeah. score in the red zone. The first one. Aaron Rodgers goes to his star receiver on a multitude of times. Now, before he does that. What did you say? What were we talking about? What did you say basically to us who were watching? It was me, you, Christian, and your dad who were watching the game. What did you say? I mean, basically, I said, you know, you got if I was if I was a quarterback, I would just give it to my best player until they proved they could stop it. I said, you know, just keep going back to them. And th- they did. They followed my plan. <laughs> um the first throw was a little off, had him a little twisted around, but Hey, Devontae catches that ball most of the time. Like, he does. Mm-hmm. Next play, Levante David jumps directly in the path of uh, his of Aaron Rodgers' throw, knocks it down. Third play, Devontae catches it, but he's out of bounds in the back of the end zone. I mean, you can't tell me what – in hindsight is twenty twenty. of course. Like, oh, yeah, they should have went somewhere else. But, like, what if he throws two passes to Alan Lazard and MBS and they miss it? You're like – why didn't they throw it to Devontae? I'm mean, like, clearly that was at least the first and the third play. They worked. They got him in the right position. Like, he almost caught it. And next play, he caught it. He was just out of bounds. Like, you can't fault that. But that – the fact that the, the Rodgers in the red zone – not the red zone, in the 10 zone, went 0 of 6. 0 of 6, and he threw six passes is – that's wild to me. That is just – I mean, that's how Tampa Bay won the game right there. Yes, sir. So that so the one that we just went over where um, Rodgers targeted Devontae Adams three times in a row. And then in the fourth quarter, Rodgers gets off three passes. Um, this is with two minutes left. They're down, I believe, a touchdown a score. They were, they were down. They were down eight. And yeah. there's like there's like two minutes, 25 seconds left. They're at the eight yard line. I mean, you're mm-hmm. thinking. They get a touchdown, two-point conversion. Even if they miss it, they would still have the two-minute warning. 
they still have three timeouts. So you're thinking, ah, oh, there's no chance like they kick a field goal. There's no chance. Well, the thing anything is, else happens, like on on fourth down. Well, you get you go zero with three on those passes. So you get to your fourth down, and they're like, well, I guess if you had it, people are gonna talk about Lafleur for making the decision to kick the field goal, being that Tom Brady is on the other side, he has a lead. And most importantly, your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. If it was another quarterback, maybe, I don't know, uh, Cam Newton or someone else that can't do it, can't drive down and do it, you kick the field goal, you get the points and maybe see what your defense does. But you have Aaron Rodgers. You go for it. You give him that fourth opportunity. Right. And here's the thing. Like, there's pictures all over Twitter of Aaron Rodgers on second down, Aaron Rodgers on third down. Look like he could have ran into the end zone, you know? Maybe he could have. I, I don't know. I know for a fact he could have got two or three yards. I know mm-hmm. he could have got – because scoring from the eight-yard line is a – it's a weird spot. You know, quarterbacks quarterbacks are pretty good when you give them about the 20 and when you give them anything under the five. Because under the five, you know, the run's an option, a little dump off to the tight end. There's just a bunch of things you can do. But from the eight, like, they have to run like a – a wide receiver has to run like a full route, but he also can't go too deep because you got the back of the end zone. It's a tough thing. But what I was kind of confused about was, you know, everyone's thinking, oh, they have four timeouts because they have the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. But it took so long, and they didn't kick it out of the back of the end zone, that Tampa Bay received the kickoff and ran it back 30 yards. And it passed a two-minute warning. So when the clock was already going to stop on the return, you waste the two-minute warning. So it's even better for you to kick it out of – and make sure you it goes out of the back of the end zone or it goes out of bounds. Because even if you give the ball on the 35-yard line, the clock would stop there. They would be able to run a play, and then the two-minute warning hits. So you actually have four timeouts. And they said, hey, we're going to field goal. We're all not out of the back of the zone and basically burn a timeout. And then yep. from then on, you know, Tom Brady gets nine yards. They pick up – they go off sides smartly. And then all he needs is one first down and the game's over. And that was it. And so when talking about the quarterback comparisons between Tom Brady and just anybody else, like people already deem him the GOAT because of his accomplishments. Of course, already winning yep. six Super Bowls on his way to his – 10th Super Bowl appearance um, a lot of guys over the years whenever Tom Brady was in his prime with the Patriots we talk about Aaron Rodgers being better we talk about maybe a Peyton Manning being better um, we talk about different quarterbacks being better than Tom Brady but what separates him from other quarterbacks obviously the winning but by winning I mean actually getting it done so yeah. if you're down in the game with Tom Brady and you have like time to come back, we believe he's going to come back whenever you need to pick up a clutch first down. Like you said, he can basically get a first down at will. He's able to do that. As we said with Aaron Rodgers, there were times in this game or on that last goal line stand where we saw Aaron Rodgers could have ran into the end zone. Tom Brady would make that play. Whether I mean, obviously he's not fast, but Tom Brady, whatever the play was there and available, to go up in the game, 
he would make the play, whether that is making the pass if it was open or running it into the end zone. Even though he's slow as all get out, he knows how to win. That's what separates him from other quarterbacks. Okay, what do you – I'm not put, not trying to put this on Aaron Rodgers, but it's fourth and eight. There's two minutes and, I don't know, it was like two minutes and like eight seconds left. If that's Tom Brady down eight points and the coach says, hey, we're kicking the field goal, you think Tom Brady looks at him and says, no, I'm going for this. This is this is me. Like, I'm going for this. Because Rodgers – he acted surprised. He ran off the field. The coach, I, I know, you know, it's the coaching makes the decision. And, you know, even at one point, Tom Brady on the fourth and on the fourth and three came off the field, put on his jacket. And then the coach said, hey, you're going back in there. So maybe he wouldn't have. But any chance Rogers should have said, hey, you know, I got this. Or was is that not something you see very often or? Dude, you never see that in football being that like the coaches, the coaches are basically if the if the game of football is a chessboard, all the players are pieces, and the coach is the person that's moving the pieces around the chessboard. So usually the coach does get to make that decision. But as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, dude, you have I mean, this is your what third, fourth straight conference loss. You gotta put yourself yeah, in that he's position. One and, and the one and the thing is for um Aaron Rodgers, I yesterday. I think that he did basically all that he could other than not running the ball in on yeah. those, uh, on that last drive where he had like two opportunities. He probably could have ran, just ran for a touchdown. Other than that, I don't think that he made that many mistakes. Um, he did a lot of, I think he targeted Devontae Adams 15 times. Devontae had like nine receptions. Um, he targeted uh, Valdez Cantley six times. He had four receptions. But mm-hmm. a lot of the guys, a lot of the receivers that were targeted, the ball hit them in the hands pretty much every time. There yeah. weren't many passes where Aaron Rodgers was just off. A lot of guys dropped a lot of balls yesterday. They did. But, I mean, I, it, I didn't notice anything, like a single thing bad about Rodgers. Like he – it's we gotta, – we got to start talking about, like – is this t- is this team actually like is it a good team or is it hey y'all don't draft me receivers y'all are drafting quarterback in the first round you know you struggled at uh stopping the run last year you didn't get any better and just Rodgers just played his ass off this year and said hey like I'm going to make this team great just because of him because I mean I'm looking around Aaron Jones he can't run against Tampa Bay. He wasn't able to. He did get hurt. You know, they got some they got some decent running backs out there beside him, but you know, MVS played fine, but he's I mean, he played good, but he's not he's not elite. You know, Lazard's not elite. Most you know, Tom Brady has three receivers out there that are really good. You know, Aaron Rodgers only has one. Tom Brady seemed to have the better defense. Like they're not the way Tampa Bay seem like they're going all in. For Brady, who just came here, who signed a two-year deal, I feel like the Packers should be going all in for a guy who, you know, may have three or four years left. Who he was an MVP this year. He's 38 years old. Brady has five years on him, but it seems like this random Tampa Bay team is like, all right, you know, we'll buy into going all in with a superstar quarterback. The other team has the better quarterback 
at the moment, and they're not going all in. So I don't – you can't put this on Rodgers. You can still say Tom Brady won the game, but his defense – his defense played great in huge moments, so – Absolutely. No, they were um, super opportunistic, even getting after Aaron Rodgers. I think they gave him like five sacks. Um, Shaquille Barrett, he had three sacks and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, he had two. Yeah, no, he owes me a Super Bowl. Another guy that I'm (laughs) angry at, but but it's neither here nor there. You got you got Tom Brady to another one. So good for you, sir. But uh, yeah, they, they I think that we didn't know which Bucks defense was going to come out because, like we said, the Bucks defense has played great in some games, and they've also been non-existent in some games, particularly the games against the Saints where they basically got blown out. But that was in the regular season. Playoffs, a whole different animal. These guys have really stepped up um, as well as, I mean, just the offensive players, Cameron Bray, uh, Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, he scored a touchdown yesterday. Uh, they didn't have Antonio Brown. I wonder, will they have Antonio Brown for the Super Bowl? Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't, I haven't really heard much, but you might want to ride with Scotty Miller. I'm not saying full, full time. The connection with Scotty Miller and Tom Brady is amazing. Like it is it's every game. There's something, some play. You're like, holy shit, that Scotty Miller is really good. Tom Brady, I swear, look up this year's highlights. You're going to see his best 10 throws are all to Scotty Miller. He does not, he just has a perfect connection. I don't understand it. It's just, dude, dude, it's just, it's elite. Dude. And then AB kind of, I'm not saying he messed it up. It's just a different, it's a different player. It's a whole, they defense plays them differently. But I, I would, I would have Scotty out there a lot. I'm just being honest. No, I feel that, dude. Tom Brady's relationship with uh, five, ten or less white dudes is, is bar none. Him, it Edelman, is. him, Wes Wilker, him, Scotty Miller. I mean, come on. Danny, Danny Amendola. Them, oh, my gosh. This is legendary. All right. So, that uh, – Oh, just – hey, wait a minute. Hold up. What if he had Cole Beasley? <laughs> dude, Cole Beasley was like discount Wes Wilker while he was on the uh, – Yeah, Cole Cowboys. Beasley raw. Cole Beasley raw. <laughs> Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so just to put that to bed, the disrespect of the GOAT has to stop. Even no though – disrespecting the GOAT. I say he's the GOAT. I just thought the Packers could beat – Packers at home in Lambeau? What tell you? What tell you? doesn't take much for Brady to be motivated. He was like, oh, yeah, so this man going to wear my jersey number, go out here and win my MVP, going to think Somebody, that he's going to advance to the Super Bowl. Hey, Tailbone now. Tom Brady threw three picks yesterday. Yeah. Guess what? So don't 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 come at me where, with where don't was come he at me before those that. three picks in the I, lead. Where was he at after those three picks in that's the lead? Fine. <laughs> three interceptions. Aaron Rodgers has that team. He's winning that game too. Ooh. I don't know about that. Um, I do want to hit up just a couple of crazy stats. So, Tom Brady, let's see, quarterbacks with three-plus interceptions in the conference championship game, 7-23. Tom Brady is now two in games. Uh, Tom Brady has won his – oh, no. Tom Brady has tied another quarterback for the most playoff wins on the road 
You want to know who the other quarterback is? You just said no way. No, 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 no. Playoff wins on the road. Who has playoff, or playoff somebody wins. just tied someone? Who do you think it is? Like recent, recent dudes. Just, just take a guess. Who do you think it is? Who he just tied? Oh. Seven playoff road wins. Uh, I'm gonna go with Eli Manning. You were very close. It is another scrub, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Joe. That was my nice. That Flacco. was my nice guess. <laughs> about and, to say, cause uh, I was. I was thinking of good quarterbacks. I'm like, good quarterbacks aren't on the road, you know? Aren't on the road. <laughs> <laughs> like, Peyton Manning probably played, like, three road playoff games. Like, shit. Uh, and um, I guess the last stat for Brady. Brady now has 33 career playoff wins. That is more than twice the next person, which is Joe Montana. So, Brady, basically undisputed GOAT. Brady wins this seventh ring. If he were to win his seventh ring, it would just be him counting, just counting rings now. I mean, he's kind okay. of doing this for fun, for recreation. Is he is he the undisputed goat of quarterbacks? He's the goat of, undisputed goat of NFL players. Is there is there not is there not an argument for a couple guys? You know, Lawrence Taylor, uh, Deion Sanders. Is there not nothing nothing close think- to it? I don't think that anybody has dominated their position the way that he's dominated his position for as long as he's dominated his position. And I think that this is going to be the um, the LeBron thing as well. Whenever, whenever LeBron is done and we're comparing him to Jordan, whether he wins more rings than Jordan or not, I think that people are going to look at his domination over this wide period of time. I think there are certain guys that have played played quarterback at a higher level, quote unquote, than Tom Brady, such as a Aaron Rodgers, a guys who a guy who can throw 40 plus touchdowns and only have like two interceptions, or a Pat Mahomes who look at the beginning of his career. We're about to talk about it now, but he won an MVP his first year, won a Super Bowl MVP his second year, and is about to go to the Super Bowl again. Like nobody has ever had a start like this. So yeah, it's it's nuts. I think, like when I know cross cross sport comparisons are you know they're they're always a little off, but Tom Brady, very similar to a guy like Tim Duncan. You know, he's he's drafted on a team, forced into it pretty quick, and wins. Like he's he's like, all right, the pressure's on you, go for it. He wins it, wins again, and then he's able to win it you know, 10, 15 years later, and for Brady, 20 years later, I think that is, that's the most impressive thing. Like, longevity is awesome. Like, we hear about, hey, this dude was good for a long time, but not many guys win and then are good and then win again, and then you're like, okay, maybe he's going to fall, then win again. Like, that That just yeah. doesn't happen very often, or really, if ever. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not comparing, I'm not saying Duncan is – Brady because you know Duncan had you know the same four guys there the whole time Brady did it with a whole different cast like three different times you know I mean the early ones and then the late ones with you know he I mean just basically that Falcons one he won was just him and Edelman just playing catch and then this one he has a whole different whole different team whole different city organization first time First time in the NFC, he goes to the Super Bowl. He won the NFC. Like, he's one for one in winning the NFC. Like, that is 
No one else can say that. Like, dude, shit. literally, nobody can say, oh, he had this cupcake uh, division, like they said, whenever he was in the, in the AFC. No. I mean, which he, he just, did. Yeah, he did. But guess what? He also beat everybody else that was in the mm-hmm. AFC with him. Yeah. So, I mean, just a, an absolute monster of a player. I think that he is going on. People are like, well, why would you continue? You're already the undisputed GOAT. Why would you continue to play? Um, well, let why me tell you, you why. We exactly. Why would you not? And then once you stop playing, you're done. You have the rest of your life and you can't play football anymore. So enjoy it while you have it. He's still playing at a high level. He's still winning. And then look at how we look at careers from the past. We look at a Bill Russell. He won 11 rings. People, oh, that, but we're not even going to count that. Uh, Will Chamberlain averaged 50 and 25. Yep, nope, not not going to count that either. Who is he playing against? So who says 50 years from now we have young Patrick Mahomes go up, maybe he wins four or five Super Bowls, uh, has all the quarterback records. Who's going to say that he's not the greatest quarterback of all time? Well, Brady's going to be like, hey, well, I won while he was there. I got like eight ring- – he might have eight rings at that point. I got six, seven, eight rings. Um, so basically he's just adding on to their resume. This is this is big for him though. Like I'm not, it doesn't. He doesn't have an argument like to make right now. But if how it's playing out, there will be an argument for Mahomes in a couple years. There will be. So if Tom Brady can say, "Hey, you know, before he won his first Super Bowl, he had to beat me in the AFC Championship game. He couldn't beat me," and then. After Mahomes won his Super Bowl with this great team, I beat him again. And this would be, if you beats him this time, he would be three and two against Mahomes. And the two games Mahomes would have beat him in are both regular season games. He'd be two and zero against them in the playoffs. So it, it's hard. It would be. I'm not saying it would be impossible, but it'd be a quick go to if someone said, "Hey, Mahomes is the goat." I just like you can just look at him and say, hey, Tom Brady, maybe not out of his prime, but not in his peak, 2 0 in the playoffs, including a Super Bowl against Mahomes. So, like, this could end the, the end in the potential argument. Like, people are still going to bring it up, but I mean, this right here, there's no way I would ever say Mahomes is better than Brady if he does this. There's no way. Indeed, indeed. All right, well, that is uh, that's our Packers versus Bucks. Now we'll move on to the Bills versus the Chiefs. Another goat, another future goat who you disrespected. You talking about Josh? All right, no. So getting into the Kansas City versus Bills game, Kansas City beats the Bills, defeats the Bills on this Sunday. We had Josh Allen who you claim to be even the homes at least this season. You you did make that claim. We talked I about said, it. I said I I did. I did. I said he had I said he had a more MVP season than yeah. Than Mahomes. Yes. Well Mahomes said y'all must have forgot. My everybody talking this crap about oh the Chiefs haven't covered the game. The Chiefs dropped the game to the Raiders. Josh Allen is playing great. Him rolling out right is unstoppable. Well, the Chiefs defense, they they stood up. They did their job in limiting young Josh Allen, but Mahomes came out to play. Mahomes showed why he is the best quarterback in this league right now. 
Mahomes finished 325 yards, three touchdowns. How many interceptions? Zero. Zero interceptions. And, of course, with his weapons of Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 172. Kelsey, 13 receptions, 118, two TDs. He's the best quarterback with the best weapons. How could you dare bet against him? Okay, first first of all, we got to get into this. I still think I was right about him being Josh Allen being second the second place MVP vote because that is a regular season award. He won one less game with a worse team and he was more impactful to the team in making them become what they needed to be to be in this situation. But yes, Mahomes with a better roster outplayed he, he outplayed him. Just take everything out. He outplayed Josh Allen. He did. You know, jo- Josh Allen's still young. I, I know. I know Mahomes is still young, but Mahomes is – he's different. You know, he's he's won a Super Bowl. So, I, don't, I, I you don't even say this was a young quarterback once you win an MVP and a Super Bowl. I'm just – take out the age. He's just really good. Yes, he probably is the best quarterback in the league. But this is – I mean, he outplayed him. He did. That was – that's it. I don't have anything insightful to say. The Bills should have won because of this, or Chiefs should have lost because of this. I mean, you're they're down nine nothing. They muffed a punt, and Mahomes said, "Like we're good. I'm not really worried. We can we can still win this game." Um, Bills defense, I mean, didn't play great, but it wasn't. It didn't show any like glaring weaknesses. It was just, hey, you can't really stop Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill on the same field. I mean, you just. It's very hard, and Mahomes didn't run the ball. Like I said, he's going to be a little hampered. He didn't look hampered throwing the ball. He he wasn't running, and it didn't matter. Like he just throw it to Tyreek Hill. I mean, that play where Tyreek Hill caught the ball, broke three dudes' ankles, reversed the field, ran down 50 yards. I mean, it's just you can't teach that. Like in the NBA, they say you can't teach size. You can't teach speed. I know you can say you can get faster – you can't teach that speed. That speed is is different. I mean, it is just – it's so fun to watch him play. It's nuts. I mean, when, it is. Whenever you're watching a dude run past – I think Tyreek Hill had a route in which he ran – comes off the line of scrimmage, heads towards the middle of the field, wins the speed race to that spot, but then breaks out and goes left towards the outside of the field, and Mahomes – makes the pass he beats the quarterback to the first spot and the second spot to get the reception i mean he's moving he fast they're in slow motion yeah and he then, dropped he dropped yeah. it he dropped it and we're sitting there we're like hey we're you know we're all we're all gamblers here so we're saying hey we're like hey Mahomes, you know tyree hill's got to get like 90 yards gotta get 100 yards he drops a 40 yard pass we all look at each other and like He's still going to hit 100 yards. Don't worry about that. Like, it's just – it's that simple. He's just – he's really good. Dude, he, he's nuts. I think that um, I'm pretty sure in both play games this season or this postseason that Kelsey and Tyreek has hit 100 yards. Yep. So, going forward, if they win the Super Bowl this year, this would be their second Super Bowl. Would this be the best trio of all time? You have a uh, Montana, Jerry Rice, 
duo and I guess White, the um, tight end. Or you can go with the Cowboys trio of Aikman, Irvin, and Emmett Smith. And maybe like on a greatness as far as resume scale, they would win right now. But as yeah. far these this three trio is Peyton, building their resume. Peyton, Peyton, Marvin, and Reggie, not, not yeah. awful. I would think. I mean, if, if you're if you're talking strictly offensive players, then yeah, it is. It's tough. It's tough to beat that. It really is. When because you got you got Kelsey, and it here's the thing. It's more impressive that they're both able to do it on the same field. Like you know, some positions like okay, well, maybe the receivers are good because the quarterback. But yes, the Tyreek Hill makes Travis Kelsey get open more, but for him to be able to get, like, I mean, was he top three in receiving yards this year, along yeah. with Tyreek Hill being top three in receiving yards, and, like, Mahomes not, like, exploding. Like, he wasn't putting – he didn't put up his career season. They just – they both put up career seasons on the same field. Like, that is it, – it's hard to argue against that. It really is. Dude, it's nuts. And my my idea about the Chiefs, a lot of people were talking about Mahomes. He was kind of cruising. Uh, as we said, Tariq and uh, Kelsey both had pretty, really good seasons. Um, but the Chiefs as a team, they were just kind of like cruising through the season. That was That's how I felt about this team. I felt that they had all the talent, all the weapons in the world. Yeah. But they were just trying to make it to the postseason and once they made it to the postseason they just been handling business ever since it did look like that and you know you see a team like the Steelers you know they start out 11-0 and everyone's oh this is awesome about this and they burn out and the Chiefs it's tough to go to a Super Bowl and come back I know it is it is tougher when you lose it but it's still tough when you win to get back it's everyone's gunning for your head you know, you lose a lose a game to the Raiders, and you're not blowing anybody out. But there, I when I picked the Bills, I wasn't picking against the Chiefs. I'm not sitting there like, oh, well, the Chiefs haven't been as good as they were. May I didn't think the Chiefs' defense was as good as they were last year, which they have showed up in the playoffs. And Mahomes has played exactly like he did last year's playoffs. You know, it was like. Maybe you'll have a couple mistakes in a regular season game, but he doesn't make those same mistakes in a playoff game, which is – that's rare. I mean, that's that's some Tom Brady stuff right there. It's just – and when the moment counts, he looks unfazed. I mean, I know he has all the weapons and he has Andy Reid out there with him, but he looks like he's never – he's never going to lose. He just looks – he looks out there like, all right, those guys are going to get open. I'm going to hit them. We'll come back and win the game. Indeed, indeed. So, going on um, towards the Super Bowl, which we're going to talk Super Bowl in a different episode. Yeah. But I just want you – I want all the listeners to think about this. Who do you bet against? You have the GOAT versus the future GOAT. You got a guy who's won six Super Bowls, headed for his seventh Super Bowl win, wanting to get his seventh Super Bowl win. 10 appearances in 20, 21 years. You got a guy with a resume like that versus a guy who basically in his three starts was one defensive penalty away from being to three straight Super Bowls. 
the first time they played against the Patriots, um, one of their D linemen jumped off sides. And that was basically the game. We were able to secure the win and go on to that Super Bowl to face off against the Rams. But otherwise, Mahomes would have been the three Super Bowls in his first three years of his career. What, who? I don't bet against Brady and I don't bet against Mahomes. I'm having a ton of trouble. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who I'm gonna pick to win this. Yeah, I, I, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna have to wait till next week to say who we're actually gonna pick. Right now, I would whoever I, I'm guessing the Chiefs are favored. So I would what what I'm gonna do a gambling on this game. I'm going to give the Bucks some points. So if the Chiefs are favored by three, I'm gonna make a you know the Bucks plus plus six or something like that plus five and a half plus seven and a half because I I don't know who's gonna win. I really don't like and I'm. I'm gonna put this out. I'm gonna be rooting for Tom Brady. I think. I think that is. I'm not a Tom Brady guy. I'm not. I'm not a Mahomes guy. Like I'm not like a just a giant supporter of these guys. But it's a pretty cool story. I think Mahomes is gonna have plenty more opportunities to win Super Bowls. So I will be rooting for Tom Brady. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall see. All right, well, this football, we're going to uh, talk about some basketball real quick, talk about some UFC. You want to hit UFC or NBA first? Let's hit it. Let's hit Let's hit UFC. Well, I, want to, I want to get in this for a minute. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so which two fight? Did you see the Dan Hooker fight? Yes, that one. Gosh, I was sitting there. I turned on my stream, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to watch these last two fights. I kind of – I kind of like – I. At first, I was like, I'm going to watch a bunch. I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to do that. What's his is uh Chandler, what's his first name? Who, uh, the guy that beat Dan Hooker? The, the guy that won. Um, honestly, I've never heard of that guy before, okay. before they Chandler. Fought. His last name was Chandler. This dude is sitting here, and I'm, I see, I see this guy's favorite. I'm like, I see Dan Hooker was the only guy that actually wanted to fight him. You know, he, he asked, like, it was like six, seven guys to fight. They all said no. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm cheering for the guy who accepted the fight. He's from out of the country. He's not going to be able to get back into his country for another month because he took this fight. And I'm thinking, you know, it's crazy. He comes out, and he's just lightly king Chandler. He's like, all he does, he kicked them like, three or four times, and Chandler's just sitting there not even throwing a punch. I'm like. This dude looks like just a ball of lightning about to go off. And he just exploded on this dude, kicked him, punched him in the face two more times, knocked him on the ground, and just started wailing on this dude. I'm sitting there looking at my dad. I'm like, well, that's it. That, that was that was the fight. That, they hadn't called it yet. I'm like, he's literally just going to kill. He's just sitting there, do, 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 do. And that was it. And then he just, he looked like, I was like, he got kicked like three times. Like this dude could fight another fight tonight. Like he looked like he didn't get touched. He's just sitting there celebrating, and you. I'm just like, okay. Like I want to see this dude fight again because that was, that was easy. That was light work. Indeed, yes, Michael Chandler. Uh, Michael yeah, Chandler. I, I caught that fight literally as the highlights were showing. I was at work, so yeah. Uh, I caught it right at the end as the highlights were showing the replay of him basically beating the crap out of him until they called it. It was the first round TKO. 
think two minutes, 30 seconds in, and uh, it definitely wasn't pretty. Um, I don't think that I made any bets, but if I were to bet, if I were to bet, I would have bet on Dan Hooker, and yeah. I would have lost, obviously, just like he lost, yep. unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, um, moving on to the main card, the fight that we both saw, um, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Now, Poirier fight, faced Conor McGregor before. Poirier lost to Conor McGregor in the first fight. Uh, this was during Conor McGregor's just meteoric ascension in the UFC. This guy goes on to have the biggest fights ever, bring the most pay-per-view uh, buys ever. He was the first champ champ. He called it a champ champ, a double champion, champion two divisions. Um, he went on, basically, I think he lost, he lost one fight um, against Nate Diaz before he went on to fight Floyd Mayweather in that boxing fight. And then he came back to the UFC um, about a year and a half, two years later to fight Khabib. Khabib is on the Mount Rushmore of UFC fighters, I think it's Khabib, GSP, Anderson Silva, and John Jones. I think those are the four greatest UFC fighters, undisputed. Goes on to fight Khabib after two years of not fighting in the UFC, and he basically gets dominated. But to his credit, he got off a round against Khabib. I think only one other fighter ever has even won a round against Khabib, a guy who's yeah. never bled inside the octagon. So he didn't have a terrible performance against him. He comes back, fights Donald Cerrone, beats him with those little shoulder uppercuts, I guess, then kicks him in the head and goes off and finishes him. But Corona happens, we get to see no more Connor. He has this long layoff, two long layoffs in his career, basically back-to-back, comes in, fights Dustin Poirier, a guy who has beat the likes of uh, Alvarez. He's beat Max Holloway. He's beat um, just a myriad of guys. So he's gotten better over this time where Connor hasn't even fought, and we saw the results of not being active. Like he looked when I when I first watched him like that. The first round was it was a weird round, you know. Poirier got him, took him down, and then Connor's just sitting there up against the wall. Then he eventually gets him up. He shoulder shrugs him a couple times, got a couple kicks off, but like he wasn't. He looked like he was strictly boxing him besides those shoulder bumps he looked he was just just trying to box him and the other guy was like he was full MMA like it, it it's a different the whole him going to fight him going to box I'm not saying it hurt him but it definitely changed his perspective on stuff you know he hasn't got hit in the face in a while he hasn't hasn't been kicked I'm sure in a minute with all this coronavirus stuff it's it's a different animal and he looked he looked like a little maybe too confident he wasn't you know he's kind of maybe losing a bit of his edge because for a while he was just just shit talking the whole time and after the first round I mean he gave him a knuckles he was like hey good round and I'm just well, like Connor Connor is usually more respectful whenever he's in the ring outside the like outside of the ring it's usually just this crazy buildup where he's talking shit, yeah. he's throwing water bottles and things and saying, who the fuck is this guy to whoever is in the back talking to him. But it seemed like him and Dustin were cool. He's, they're cool. Uh, yeah, they're hugging, but, showing mad respect. Like, that's cool. That's cool, Carter. No, that's fine. But, that's fine. But when when you do, you gave him respect after you ba- like you barely won the first round probably. 
you give him that respect. You walked off your thing. He's drinking water. He's acting like, oh, I've got, I've got this. Like he looked confident. And then two minutes in that round, he gets hits, gets hit in the leg three times. Their announcers are saying, yeah, his calf's, his calf's done. And he gets hit, not even hard. He just kind of falls to the ground and just ends it there. He didn't, he didn't fight at all. He got punched twice, and they were like, that's it. He's out. And I was just like, it was just a, a big fall from grace that moment. I was like, I expect, I was like, because his, uh, Poirier's odds were plus 750 on FanDuel. Like they gave a boost. And I was like, I was like, do I take that? It's, I don't know if Connor still got it, but like, I wish I had because if I had known he walked out like that, I mean, he didn't look like he was in that second round. He looked bad. I don't know if he Dude. still got it, but. So I think that things that hurt Connor, not to give the man excuses, but that layoff, it's not great. Having big layoffs in the UFC doesn't work for anybody, maybe except for John Jones. John Jones seems to have these layoffs because he's getting in trouble all the time and he comes back and he's still dominant. But as far as anybody else, we've seen the UFC advance so quickly. I mean, going from where they started in like late 90s, early 2000s to now, it's almost a different sport. Like you don't see that with basketball. I mean, the transition to basketball, we've seen not many evolutions. So we, you got just white guys doing layups and then you got Will Chamberlain. And then, and then you go basically big men dominating the league and then you get a Jordan where you show that a guard can dominate the league. And then you go on, uh, we still got the Kobe's, the LeBron's, but then we get a Steph who's shooting these major threes. But it's still the game of basketball. It is. UFC, from UFC, it's early days, it was just like these specialists, a guy that's good at jiu-jitsu, maybe a guy that's good at striking, maybe a guy that's good at wrestling. But now these guys are good at everything. We saw Ronda Rousey, she had this layoff from movies. She goes on, she goes on a tear through the UFC, becomes a big draw starts doing movies and stuff, comes back after a year, and just gets dominated by Holly Holm. So yeah. this isn't a sport where you can take layoffs like that. You come back, you're going to get your ass beat. The, the, the thing about any kind of fighting, I mean, I, and I know it's like a cliche and stuff in movies the same way, but these fighters, just whoever, whoever it is, they usually, usually come up from somewhere that's not great usually have some circumstance that forces them to fight. They have just some kind of edge. And the second a fighter, just like kind of like like Rocky Three, I know this is it's a movie, but the same kind of thing, you got a guy who gets famous and says, hey, like, I'm just going to go fight in a nice-ass gym. I'm going to use all the nicest equipment. And they don't go back to what got them to be such a good fighter. And you know, the you know, pictures of uh what's his McGregor on his yacht just chilling, like he wasn't doing that when he started. I might like it, yes, more power to him. He's he went from nothing to he's a very rich man now. He can do whatever he wants and whatever he does, he he'll be good at it. But it's just you take a break and you kind of get a little lackadaisical with it. It's not like it will actually kick you in the mouth, like hundred percent. That's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. It's not the same hunger. It's not the same hunger. But I will say for McGregor, one reason why I personally love McGregor is because he do he does it for the love. I mean, this guy has 
all the money in the world. He has his company with his proper 12 alcohol. I'm not sure if that's good or not, but he, he's got Whatever, endorsements. No. He, he has he has everything that he could ever want. And this man decides to come back to the UFC, pretty much yeah. the most dangerous of sports. I mean, you are trying to end the person. You're trying to lock a dude's up. And if he yeah. doesn't tap, you break that arm. If this guy is, his reaction speed is slow, you knock him out. Like you do what you have to do to basically end another person. This dude has everything and he comes back for the love of the sport. So for that, I do appreciate his performances and I hope that we get to see him fight more. I just hope that he stays supremely focused and trained and whatnot because he's such an exciting fighter. Like it, it, I love to watch him. Yeah, but uh, moving on, NBA, man. So, we'll start with the Nets. They got James Harden. They got Kyrie Irving back. And, of course, KD is there. They play against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Twice. And they lose twice. Holy smoke. Did you did you catch any of these games? I watched both those games. I'm sitting there betting. I'm betting on Harden because to do to get triple doubles or Harden do this or something to happen there. But are the Cleveland Cavs for real? <laughs> what it like is is Colin Sexton just gonna just just? I mean, he had 20 straight points. They couldn't guard him. I will say, you know, this is very early in the year. You know, the big three with LeBron. It took it took a while. It really did. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that, but it, it took a minute. They went on a 26-game win streak, but that was after a little little tough start, and they lose their first finals. The one thing that just looks like it's just glaring to me is their defense. Their defense isn't very good. Now, I mean, they've been talking about bringing in a couple of defensive guys, but you can't add one defensive player and just say, hey, this is going to be a good – this team is not going to be good at defense. Like, there's just no chance with it. Durant is – Durant's a solid defender, but he's coming off Achilles. Harden has never been a defensive guy. He played it good last year. He tried hard at it, but he's not He's not a perimeter defender. And Kyrie doesn't play defense, and he's too small for it. Joe Harris, I mean, he's a shooter. Those guys don't play defense. Unless they're 3-and-D guys, he's not. He's a 3-and-3 guy. So, <laughs> you know, it's – it is it is tough to say this team's gonna win because of the defense, but I mean, it's been fun to watch. I mean, those three dudes on the same court, and I think Kyrie Irving is my most like he's the most fun to watch in my opinion. I watch him play; he's just he's just so electric. That little half Kobe spin move to pull up in that—I mean, it is just dude. Outside of my favorite beautiful. players, outside of my three favorite players, and probably Derrick Rose, Kyrie Irving is probably the most, like, the the highlights that I've seen the most of. Yeah, it's – he he literally, like, he's, like, he plays, like, a mini Kobe, and he also has just, like, no doubt the best handles ever. Like, he's he's out there doing some, like, uh, Harlem Globetrotters type. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, good, good. Sabonis, I just got an alert about Sabonis. Sabonis is uh, – his X-ray on his left knee, it's no structural damage. Okay. okay I was kind of kind of worried about that for a minute. But <laughs> yeah, he is he is electric to watch. Like he is, as Stephen A. Smith says, he is box office 
man, he, and he has just the ball on the yo-yo. So uh, in yeah. in the first Cavs game, uh, just rattling off the stats off the top of my head, I think KD had 42, Kyrie had like 38, and um, Harden, he reached 20. In the first half, Kyrie shot like 8 for 10. I don't think Harden shot maybe went 0 for 3, scored most of his points in the second half of that game. Yeah. Uh, it ends up going into double OT. But like, as you said, they won't be able to defend anybody. If they're crunch time, let's let's think about their crunch time five. So it'll li- likely be, of course, Kyrie, Harden, probably Joe Harris, then KD. None of those are just elite, the most elite of defenders. They lost Jared Allen as their centerpiece, sent him to the Cavs. Um, they got DeAndre Jordan, and if he's not in, then who's their other big man, Jeff Green? No, they oh, – I mean, they do play Jeff Green. They, they have this guy named Nelly who they're playing a lot. No clue who he is. Apparently a defensive guy. Oh. I watched him play. I watched him play. He, he is a defensive guy because he can't play offense. Like, he, he – like, he's in the NBA. So, he's in the top, you know, top 1% of the 1% of the 1%. So, he's a great basketball player. He's not a good NBA player. I'm just going to put that out here. He, you're throwing a lob. He doesn't catch him. He misses dunks. He's just turning the ball. It's not good. So, they're not going to play him. So, I mean, you got to play DeAndre Jordan. And he's, I mean, he was good six years ago. At yeah, he was good on the Clippers. Right. So, with Chris Paul and Blake so and JJ, like, I mean, I – I don't know. This is a weird team, but I mean, I'm not going to doubt that they're going to be really good because they have three top 12 players. I mean, it's just that's that's impossible to meet on a in a seven game series. It, it is. It's just really hard. But yeah, I have uh, once they figure out the chemistry thing, which I think I believe that they will, they will have to address the defensive thing. Do you think there are any players that they could go out and grab? Um. So they they. Okay, first of all, they said they said the Nets are going after defensive players. The next alert I got was they're going after Kevin Love. What? And and I was trying to put two and two together, but apparently two and two equals seven because Kevin Love didn't play defense. He also doesn't stay healthy. He's also currently not healthy. He's also currently on the Cavs. Like what are you going to give up for Kevin Love, but are you going to take on that contract? You know, so I have I have no clue. But I can't think of anybody at the current moment, but there will be there will be guys who want out. There are guys who their teams are going to – like, our team is not good enough. We'll, we'll, we'll get rid of this guy. And, but there's just not a lot of big men in the league. I can't think of a lot of big men free agents either. Like, that's not a – it's just it's a different NBA, so I don't know who they would really get. Dude, I heard people talking about getting um who's who was the center for the Rockets? He's six four. Oh, PJ Tucker? PJ Tucker. You I mean, heard people you mean, talking about you mean the small forward? Yeah, it, literally. Like small the man the size of a shooting guard. And they want and they play well, obviously the Rockers Rockets played them at center, but people were talking about them possibly trading to the Rockets for him. Like, come on. Uh, y'all know Harden, Harden is actually taller than him. Literally. Like, now, actually. I, PJ, PJ can play defense. Like, there was a minute where PJ was, you know, guarding AD kind of well. Then AD said, like, no, nah, like, I'm, I'm actually just going to dominate you. But, like, yeah. 
here's the, the thing. end of the day you're a chair compared to somebody that is, is seven feet tall you're a chair at the end of the day they got to they have to guard Giannis and they have to guard Embiid maybe not both of them but at least one of them and probably both of them so that's what you got to be looking for and I mean, maybe DeAndre Jordan can do something. I mean, I don't, you're not like, you're not going to stop Embiid and you're not going to stop Giannis one on one. You're going to, it's more of a team defense. You're going to have to make him shoot, which, I mean, they can probably do that. Most teams can do something like that, but their, their perimeter defense isn't going to be good either. That's, that's a big thing. And they can go out and get guys, but they're not going to play the guys because you're going to have Harden and Kyrie out there. And you're going to want Joe Harris out there as much as you can. So, you know, bringing in a guy like an Avery Bradley or something sounds nice, but they're not going to – not many players are going to say, hey, I want to come play defense for y'all. And I'm like, what are you going to play, 20 minutes a night? And in any big moment, you're going to be off the court because you got those three guys out there. Right. Like, what? even if they did get those perimeter defenders – they what are you gonna do like literally have Kyrie in for offense take a timeout and then put in the defensive player like when would they play these these guys Kyrie's the James Harden's Kevin Durant's these guys are gonna play most of the time so you would how would that even work even if you didn't get those guys and like the the thing is yes you know odd teams say hey well go get a three and d guy sure but he can play defense really good. I'm sure there's a three and D guy out there, but there's not a three and D guy out there who can shoot half as good as Joe Harris. And you pay Joe Harris. You want to use Joe Harris and you should, because with those three guys, you're going to get open shots and you want a guy who can knock them down. And I know for a fact he can like he, as a Lakers fan, I'm sitting there. I want Joe Harris on my team next year, do whatever you can. I knew they weren't going to let him go, but if they did jump on it because he doesn't miss. So, if like, you don't want to add a defensive player to take off your best three-point shooter off the court in this NBA. So, yeah, there's not really a plan around it. They're just going to have to outscore everybody, which I'm not saying they can't. No, it's, it's definitely, definitely a possibility. Um, uh, yeah, definitely a possibility. But, uh, yeah, anything else you wanted to get in? Let's get into this episode. Um. I think that's about. I mean, we could we could get into a little MVP, maybe. I don't know, but there's. It, it seems it's pretty it's pretty even between three or four guys right now. So, maybe yeah. Who, who are who are those guys? What we got? Embiid, Jokic, maybe Braun. Embiid, Jokic, Braun, maybe Luca. Um, and then I mean, maybe maybe one of the Nets players sneaks in. Maybe KD sneaks in to a top top vote, but it's uh. No one's one's clear case yet. Say that. Yeah, it'll be more down the line, but we'll get into that down the line. Well, guys, we want to thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You could have been spending your time listening to anything else, but you wanted to listen to the sweet tones of Gabriel Jones and Young Zebo. Hey, so we appreciate you. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you all Um, very much. It's been the Gas Cast. Peace out. See y'all.